Third John, as we recall, all the writings of John have a summary verse. The summary verse, as we've covered over the past several weeks, is found in verse 11. He says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Last time, if you remember, the, we, we have been studying in the main uh, Gaius and the godliness and walking in the truth that the Lord had, had moved upon Gaius, how that both Gaius and John and these certain travelers of the gospel loved truth that they had reported to the church where John was pastoring, that Gaius walked in the truth, and it was delightful for, for John to hear these things. Even in verse 8, John says, Hey, the stuff that we heard of you, that's encouraging. We, we should be doing the stuff that you're doing. So you see there's a reciprocation there of, of godly knowledge and of godly walk and encouragement going both ways. It was an uplifting letter. Until we got to verses 9 and 10, and last week we studied diatrophies, and that was not an uplifting uh, portion of the letter, was it? It, it, was, it was hard to read. It was hard to study. It was obvious that, th that this man does not fit uh, what was spoken of of Gaius or these others. So as we get to verse 11, it's really the, the, the center verse of this, of this book, this short letter, and the title of this message and what I really want for, and I, I believe in the, the intention of this book written to Gaius, though through time it's written to us, that we would have wisdom and discernment. Wisdom and discernment. That's your title. Wisdom and discernment. Because we've been studying these things all along, we're not going to rehash old tales, but we are going to uh, really look at this and see how that what we have learned so far can be put to use. Okay, so here he's this is the first time that you're seeing in this letter that John is telling Gaius to do something or not do something, and he's saying both in the same sentence. Okay, wisdom and discernment. So breaking this verse down before we get to really the body of the letter. Uh, and when we have looked at the body of the letter, but looking at this verse specifically, you see a big contrast. It's, it's a bigger contrast than black and white. It's good and evil. Okay, the two ends of this of this verse that we're to have wisdom and discernment concerning are 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 good and evil. But let's first, before we dig in there, let's remember what wisdom and discernment are. Wisdom. The application of godly knowledge in the affairs of life. The application. So when he says, beloved, follow, he's expecting Gaius to apply those things that he has thus learned and godly things that he has learned in the affairs of life. These things are not going to be just stored away in files for him to be believed. But these are things that he is, that John intends by the writing of this letter that Gaius would apply to his life. And so may we. Wisdom. Discernment. Discernment. The ability to judge well. The ability to judge well. So if we look at this letter, and we could even look at it from, as they say, the thousand yard view. 
If we were going to apply wisdom and discernment, would you say that Gaius, well, would you say that he is good and is of God? Would you say that Diotrephes was? Of course not. Of course you would say that Gaius, yes, he's doing good. This whole, the majority of this letter is written about how much John is admiring in the Lord Gaius's walk. And then briefly we studied how that, that Diotrephes was walking in evil and that John was going to remember those things. So uh, with wisdom and with discernment, we can see in this letter two very different people, right? Well, we might think to ourselves, uh, it's not always like that, brother. It's not always cut and dry. Well, we need to relook at what good and evil is. So, good and evil. Not good and evil based on what the world says. Not good and evil based on what Oprah says. Not good and evil based on what I say or you say. That's right. Good and evil based on what God says is good and evil. Evil. Bad-natured having evil thinking, feelings, and actions, wicked, wrong, troublesome, injurious, sinful, you could say, pernicious, destructive, depraved, worthless, and harmful. Things that will end you in judgment, evil. Well, that's a very distinct. I'm having trouble connecting. That's a very distinct definition, isn't it? Very sobering definition. Well, what's the definition of good? Pleasant, agreeable, joyful, excellent and distinguished, honorable, upright and beneficial. Now, if you line these things up based on what God says is sin and what God says is good or right or holy or just, then it just makes sense that if someone, read the verse again, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good, not that he that knoweth good, he that doeth good is of God. But he that doeth evil hath not seen God. So wisdom and discernment, wisdom and discernment. As John describes Diotrephes, it might be easy to see that he was an evil man and he had not seen or perceived God. Diotrephes might have been a man, though, that could really turn it on and charm a group. Wisdom and discernment. Application of godly knowledge and the ability to judge well. You have the cor these correlations. What's a correlation? Having a mutual relationship or connection. One thing affects or depends on another thing, okay? So if, if someone, verse 11, is evil, then they have not seen God. And what's evil? Someone who continues in sin. Someone who continues in sin. I'm not saying that we are to be sinless, nor can we be. We are to be, but we cannot be. But one that continues in sinfulness and in unrepentant sin then those have not seen God. That's what this says. If you were to care to look in, in uh, 1 John, 1 John, 
in chapter 3 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, Whoso committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Yes, eternally and in the mind of God, he sees me as though I'm sinless. But in my life also there will be a cleansing. He will take away sin. Will I do that which is evil? At times. Will I confess my sin and he be faithful and just to forgive my sin? Absolutely. Or else I am no, I'm no child of God at all. Whoso abideth in him sinneth not or does not continue sin. Read that again. Put your eyeballs on that. 1 John chapter 3, verse 6. Whosoever abideth in, in, in excuse me, verse 5. Excuse me, verse 6. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Verse 6. It's clear, as literally black and white on the page there. Verse 7, continuing. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness, doeth righteousness, is righteous even as he is righteous. Why? Because God Almighty has done a work on him. So correlations, these are painfully and perfectly obvious, okay? Doeth or practices evil, one that doeth or practices evil has not seen God. That's what he says in our text. Someone practices evil, and not your definition of evil or, or light evil or, well, they've got their reasons for their evil. No, he that practices evil. He that doeth evil, he that continues in evil, hath not seen God. If you were to turn to Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, and verse 8. But if you are without chastisement, so what chastisement is, is a correction of when I sin. So when I do evil, I am chastised over it. But if you be without chastisement, if someone continues in evil, one man, young man, stood before us not long ago and said, I don't want to be a member of you anymore. And you might remember, I stood right next to him and said, be very careful. If you can walk out of here and everything's just hunky-dory in your life, if everything's okay in your life, that ought to terrify you. But if you be without chastisement, whereof all, all the children of God are partakers, the work of chastisement is the peaceable fruit of righteousness. If you're without chastisement, then you're bastards, illegitimate, and not sons. So, one that doeth evil or practices evil or continues in evil, it is not chastened by God, has not seen God. I haven't seen God with the eyes. That word seen is also translated perceived by the, by the, by the senses yeah. or experienced. Yeah. If someone just can continue in sin, unrepentant sin, then they have not experienced God. I don't care what comes out of their mouth. Neither is John. He's not concerned with confessions of faith. He's concerned with how people behave themselves. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, 
but he that doeth evil hath not seen, perceived, experienced God. Correlation. Someone who does practice good, we know that we cannot practice good of ourselves. In our in my flesh there is no good thing. And I scream that with Paul as Paul did in Romans chapter 7. In my flesh there is no good thing. Thank God I don't have to depend on my flesh. The fruit of the Spirit is good. Remember the definition of good. Pleasant, agreeable, joyful, excellent, distinguished, honorable, delightful, beneficial, upright. One that behaves as though they have experienced God will behave in such a way that is good because God is good. And you notice that one that practices good is of God. That word of, you know what it denotes? You know what, you know what it indicates? An origin. Right? So if I say I, I was born of Doug and Karen Newell, my origin in the body was with them. If someone is born again of God, their origin, their spiritual origin is of God. They have experienced the new birth. That's a big difference, isn't it? We're talking about saved and unsaved people here. We really are. Simply, the work of God and salvation has an impact on the lives of the people of God. In 1 John chapter, chapter 1, he says in verse 5, This then is the message which we heard from the beginning and declared unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Well, we could easily see that he is good and in him is no evil at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Someone continues in darkness, someone continues in evil, they're also a liar if they say they have a relationship with God. That's what the Bible says. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Well, see there, we're not, I'm not preaching sinless perfection. I need cleansing. Yeah. My cleansing comes at the expense of Jesus Christ. My cleansing comes when I do walk in darkness and when I sin, that I'm chastened, and he in the chastening brings me back to his marvelous light. If we say that we have no sin, if you say, I don't sin, or you can't name specific ones, you deceive yourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, name them one by one. My God, have mercy on me, a sinner. These are my sins. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's repentance after chastisement, you see. So one who does practice good or doeth practice good, he doeth good, is of God. And the Spirit of God convicting our hearts when we're committing evil will correct us, will desire repentance, will desire fellowship with God, will no longer walk in darkness, will be corrected and cleansed from all unrighteousness. That's what it says. John chapter 10. That's what it says. Again, wisdom and discernment, or discretion rather, wisdom and discretion. 
Acts, or excuse me, John chapter 10 and verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. A lot of people stop right there. Oh, yes, I'm saved. I heard the voice of God. I believe that he's sovereign. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Are you going to follow Jesus Christ, the good shepherd? Are you going to follow him down a dark alleyway? Are you going to follow him in evil Evil thinking, feeling, acting, behavior. You're going to follow him in wickedness. You're going to follow him in troublesome, injurious paths. You're going to follow him in being pernicious, destructive, depraved, worthless, and harmful. Is that where you're going to follow him to? When people say they're following their heart and they're following the Lord at the same time and all that stuff comes out, they're lying. No, you're going to... Uh, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. When they follow me, when he says they follow me, they follow him in pleasant, agreeable, joyful, excellent, distinguished, honorable, upright, and beneficial ways according to godly standards. Not worldly standards, not selfish standards, godly standards. One that follows or you could say a disciple is discipled after the disciple a disciple is a follower if one disciples after the lord and the lord is good they will do good they follow after the lord being a disciple of the lord they will do good and when they don't when i don't when a child of god doesn't it is offensive to us the, the Spirit of God testifies unto us that we have sinned against God. Consider what Paul wrote to the church in Rome in Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7 and verse 13. Was that which is good... Made death unto me. Now that I'm saved, I don't have I, I don't have to worry about the law or the good. Is it gone? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good. The law exposing yeah. that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. To a child of God maturing in the faith, sin will become exceeding sinful. We'll dislike it because we want to be more like our Savior. We want a fellowship with Him. We'd rather not be chastised. We'd rather walk with Him in light as He is light. But also say that we've learned the lessons of chastisement. That peaceable fruit starts taking hold. I believe the peaceable fruit of, of righteousness has a bitter sweetness to it. It really does. But a child of God, seeing that sin that is exceeding sinful, will no longer desire to walk in it. They'll desire, we will desire to walk with him and do that which is good. One that does not follow the Lord. There's only two ways you can walk. Not follow the Lord, or you either follow the Lord or follow after evil. And one that does not follow the Lord, one that has not is not of God, one that has not experienced the Lord Jesus Christ, one who has not perceived or, or sensed Him in a in, in a in a in a yes spiritual, physical, and mental way, 
They won't care a thing about following after good. In fact, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be uh, toxic to their ears. As Stephen, remember him, as he was testifying of the greatness of, of the God of the fathers, they ran on him and stuck their fingers in their ears, took up stones. They haven't seen God. They haven't perceived God. It's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ said. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. We've read these before. Verse 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, that the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. Wisdom and discernment. One that does not, follow, does not follow the Lord, they do not follow the Lord because they have not experienced him. That's right. They have not perceived or seen God. One that follows the Lord, you can't stop them from following the Lord. And when, the, when we are out of the way at times, the Lord will chasten us and bring, bring us back to himself. We will not continue in sin, children of God. If you continue in sin uninterrupted, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Wisdom and, and discernment. Wisdom, again, the application of godly knowledge in the affairs of life. Discernment, the ability to judge well. That word follow was pretty interesting. Okay. John is not encouraging the knowledge of doctrine here. He's not saying, you know what, a couple more years in Bible college, Gase, and you're going to be all right. When I was in um, grade school, and we still play it from time to time, family nights and games. There's a game called Sally Down the Alley. Anybody ever played Sally Down the Alley before? Ever heard of it? Where you, you, you line up and everybody takes turns like doing a kind of a dance or something. And, and you have to do the same dance. Otherwise, you're out. Okay? Sally down the alley. To follow means to imitate or to mimic. Okay? To imitate or to mimic. So if you and I were playing charades and I just sat there. What would you think? You know, what kind of impression is that? Who, who are you imitating just sitting there? If one person did a Sally down the alley dance and then I just behind, I just stood there. What do you do? You not understand what we're you're supposed to mimic him. You're supposed to imitate him. What, what are you doing? John is encouraging the following or the imitation of the practice of right doctrine. OK. The practice of right doctrine. The 
doctrine of love. John talked about the doctrine of love, the teaching of love quite a bit. How do we know that the Father loves his people? How do we know that? He gave his only begotten Son. The practice, right? The practice of teaching, the practice of doctrine. So when he says imitate that which is good, he's not saying understand what good means and understand the words pleasant, agreeable, joyful, excellent, distinguished, honorable, upright, beneficial. He's saying imitate or mimic that which is pleasant, agreeable, joyful, excellent, distinguished, honorable, upright, and beneficial. By the way, we just described the Lord Jesus Christ. Imitate or mimic him. This is an evidence of salvation, an evidence. Now, people can put on a good show, right? At the Last Supper, the Lord says, when are y'all going to betray me? The group says, is it I, is it I, is it I? Judas had them all fooled, and they were all concerned if they were the, the traitor or not. It's an evidence of salvation, though, an evidence. I'm not, I can't say that, that and I won't say that, that believers are without sin. I'm not without sin. I sin all the time. So, so do you. And I'm not going to say that there can't be loving, ethical, uh, good, moral people who are unsaved. But walking in sin versus having a lifestyle of repentance, those are two different items. They really are. Look, if you would, please, in the book of Luke, chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. So as we're looking at the ideas of wisdom and discernment, also be thinking, who do you imitate? Who do you mimic? Who do you follow? Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through 46. For a good tree bringeth forth... For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns do men not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. So again, in me there is no good thing, but if I have good treasure in my heart, it is because I have seen perceived, experienced God, and I am of God. I am born of God. I have experienced a new birth. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil, or has an evil produce, a bad nature, destructive, injurious, troublesome, sinful, wicked produce. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Why call you me Lord, Lord? Many people say, Lord, Lord. We've studied that in Matthew 7 many times. Lord, Lord, haven't I such and such and so and so? Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Do. There's a big gap sometimes between people's mouths and the living. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? Theology without practice is empty and vain. Again, theology without practice is empty and vain. Matthew, that passage I just referred to, chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7. 
So if theology without practice is empty and vain, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that which doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. What is the will of the Father towards sinful men? All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Right? Well, how does one come to him? Well, through God granted faith and repentance and belief on Jesus Christ. What's the will of God toward his people? That they would repent by the power of God through the Holy Spirit, that they would repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the works of God. We studied that in the book of John also. So, continuing in verse 21, verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Oh man, I was a pastor of a church for 30 years. What am I doing in this place? I was a Bible teacher. I, 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 I lived a good life. I served in the military. I did this and that. And in that name, I cast out devils. And in that name, done many wonderful works. I passed out bottles of water on hot days, whatever. And then I would profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So works of self-righteousness without conversion are works of iniquity or wickedness or evil. So you see then there, theology without practice is empty, but good works without conversion likewise will want to be cast alive into the lake of fire one day. Here in John chapter, excuse me, um, 3 John verse 11, here one that is converted, you see you cannot separate good and godly works from the new birth. The proverb, the wicked plow in sin. You can't do it. You can't breathe right outside of the new birth. But one who has experienced and is born of God, then will perform by the power of God and through the workings of the Holy Spirit, those things which are good. The wicked who has not perceived God, Again, can't pray right, can't breathe right, can't sing right, can't walk right, has done no good thing. I want you to think about this for a second. Look in Revelation chapter 20. And while you turn there, I want you to also hold your, hold your place in Revelation chapter 20, okay? Just for a moment. But turn first to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, please. In chapter 3, verse 11. This is talking about believers here. Believers. For, if other, for, no, for other foundation can no man lay than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Believers. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. Gold, silver, precious stones. Okay? Reward. If any man's work shall be burned, believers, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Meaning the sinful acts or the useless acts, or the evil acts that I have in my life will all be burned up 
But the things that God works in me that are profitable because of the gospel, the foundation, Jesus Christ, I'll receive a reward for it. What a deal. That's amazing for the believer. So you see, I can't be perfect in my flesh. It's my fault, not God's fault. It's my fault. But I will desire to pile up gold, silver, precious stones for his glory. Now, as you go over to the book of Revelation, where I called your attention to, here, sinner, is what I want you to see. Verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things were, which were written in the books according to their works. Keep reading. And see, gave up the dead between it and death and hell, Deliver up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to his works, to their works. And death and hell were cast alive into the lake of fire. This is the second death. What I want you to notice there is there's a whole bunch of, again, people that never smoked, people that never drank, virgins, people that had never cussed out loud, all, all kinds of, oh, good, moral people. That's right. So if you remember what we read in 1 Corinthians 3, there was stuff that was burned, but stuff remained. Sinner, absolutely not one single item will remain at that judgment. Meaning everything you do, everything you do is sinful before God. Every breath you take, every step you take, every thought you have, everything you do is sinful before God. Well, that's sobering, isn't it? Child of God, that's sobering to me. That tells me how sinful I am, and that tells me exactly what a cost Jesus Christ paid for me. Evidence of salvation, though. An evidence of salvation, doing that which is good. Performing the will of God by the Spirit of God. Wisdom and discernment. By the definitions, good and evil are plainer than black and white. They really are. So... Have the wisdom, have the application of godly knowledge to understand what is good, what is evil. Have the godly understanding to know if someone is practicing good or practicing evil. Are they do they do they have a theology without practice? They know stuff, but it doesn't translate in their lives. Or do they walk a certain walk, but it's all I I I I did this, I did that. Some people are fooled. They think they have, they walk uprightly, but they're just really good at hiding things. Is there any chastisement? Is there any correction? Is there, is, there, is there any work of God in their lives? Is there evidence that they have experienced God? It doesn't happen nowadays. There was a time when Moses, he was up in the mount. His face, it says he's shown. He had to wear a veil. To an extent, we should shine like a light that can't be hid on a hill. Those that even would, would, would blaspheme God would, in actuality, glorify God because we, we testify of godly things and do the works of God. It should be evident. We read not long ago in the book of Luke that we should leap for joy when people cast us out of their company because... Because there's great reward in heaven. 
Well, why? Because evil people can't stand around people who have been impacted and touched by God, born of God. They can't, can't take it. If one doeth evil, then put these things in perspective. If one does evil, if one continues in sin, if they continue in their bad nature, mode of thinking, feeling, and behaving, wickedness, wrongness, troublesome, injurious, pernicious, destructive, depraved, worthless, harmful, sinful, wicked, then they have not seen or perceived or experienced God. Do not follow, imitate, or mimic them. Read the verse again. Beloved, follow, mimic, imitate not that which is evil, bad, wicked, ungodly, but that which is good, pleasant, agreeable, joyful, unto God, upright. He that doeth, he that doeth, he that practices good is born of God, is of God. But he that doeth or practices evil, wickedness, continues in sin, has not seen or experienced God. Be very careful who you imitate. It's super easy to, to, get, to get with the wrong crowd and start imitating people because we got the flesh in common with everybody, right? You ever get, get with old school chums or, or work buddies or whatever and they start talking and all of a sudden before you know it, you look just like them. There's a book, Animal Farm, and at the end of the book, there's some farmers and some animals, and they start laughing together. And one of the famous lines in that book is, the person looking through the window, they can't tell the difference between the animals and the humans. Their faces seem to be changing back and forth. May God convict us on the spot when we start behaving like what we used to. Get drawn back into this. Do not follow. Diatrophies. According to this book, he was evil. Do not follow diatrophies. Okay? Whether diatrophies was a, was an evil, wicked pastor or an evil, wicked deacon or an evil, wicked whoever or the, the biggest tither in the bunch or whatever, do not follow diatrophies. He hated truth. He hated that which is good. He would not receive those that were bringing truth and goodness and those things that were agreeable to God, those that would tell the group there to trust the Lord and do what he says, he couldn't stand them. Don't follow diatrophies. Do not follow ungodly, lascivious, lustful, shameful, insolent, filthy people. Jude verse 4. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained, ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Because I'm saved, I can do whatever I want. And denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Were they, were they saying, oh, Jesus didn't really die or he didn't really pay for sin? No, they were denying the power of God and salvation. Just like we, what we read in 1 John chapter 3, when he said in verse 7, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Don't let anybody deceive you. The power of God and salvation in Jesus Christ changes people, and his people walk in light, and when we don't, we're chastened. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't follow ungodly, lascivious people who make excuses and occasion to walk in sin. Don't follow them. Do not follow 
worldly people. Do not imitate. Do not mimic. Do not impersonate worldly people. 1 John chapter 2. We'll read a few passages through 1 John. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Tell me if this is something you want to imitate. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He has not experienced God. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So if someone is driven by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, and they're, they're never, ever, 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 ever chastened, do not follow them. Do not hold them as an evil person in need of salvation. The world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he which doeth the will of God, he who is of God, abideth forever. Boy, that's some heavy-duty wisdom and discernment, isn't it? Do not follow worldly people. 1 John chapter 4. Verses 1 through 6, Beloved, believe not every spirit. All they say they're saved. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Well, he says he is. She says she is. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Well, that's such a good neighbor. Beloved, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits whether they are of God. Of God. Born of God. Have origin with God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Oh, we, we all believe in Jesus. They just believe in a you know, little different way. A lot of false prophets out there. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. There's a whole lot of people say that with their mouth. But again, do they say that confessing with repentance and ex having experienced the new birth? And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh, again, we're talking about spirits, okay, is not of God, is not born of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof you have heard that it shall come, even now already it, is it in the world. Ye are of God, born again, born of God, have origin with God, little children. And have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Their origin is of the world, sensual, godless. Therefore, they speak of the world and the world heareth them. It's really bothersome to me. All these congregations. Just loaded wall to wall and lapping it up. And they're so confident that they have the things of the world. Well, if, if worldly people are held in those places, are they, are they speaking of spiritual things? The Lord Jesus Christ himself in John chapter 6, he told them excellent doctrine concerning the, the, just the sovereignty of God. And he lost his crowd. <laughs> Will you go also? Where are we going to go? He says, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God, he that is not born again, hear, uh, heareth us not. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Don't follow worldly people. If worldly 
lustful, shameful, unrepentant sinners can all agree on what a wonderful preacher and sermon and church and religion and whatever, it's ungodly. It's the spirit of error. That's what John is saying. That's what he's saying. Psalm chapter 1, with exercising wisdom and discernment, the application of godly knowledge in the affairs of life and discernment, the ability to judge well. Proverbs, excuse me, yes, Psalm, book of Psalm, uh, chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man, so not all of us are men, but blessed is the person, blessed. Raise your hand if you want to be blessed. Y'all don't want to be blessed? You don't want to be blessed? You don't want to be blessed? Okay, there you go. (laughs) Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Walking, standing, and sitting. Don't walk with sinners. Don't stand with sinners. Don't sit with sinners. Yes, approach sinners. Confess unto them the gospel. Tell them of repentance. But you see that there the, the, the walking is after their counsel. Their standing is in their way. And the sitting is in, in the seat or fellowship of the scornful. Do not have such relationship. Do not imitate, follow, or mimic those that are of not of God. He says, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. Children of God, exercise wisdom and discernment. That's what John is telling Gaius. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. And verse 10, my son, oh, my son, if sinners entice thee or if sinners tempt thee, and it don't matter what it is or how good it looks or whatever, consent thou not. Do not, though you be tempted, do not follow them. Do not mimic them. Do not imitate them. Do not join in with them. Do not consent to their pattern. Flee. Do not follow that which is evil, but that which is good. If one doeth good, it's according to godly standards. What's what's that godly standards? We covered that earlier in this letter, 3 John, verses 3 and 4. He says, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in the truth inside, even as thou walkest in the truth. The truth that is on the inside will be evident in the way that we behave ourselves, how we live our lives. You know, I could tell you that I'm a premier athlete, and y'all would doubt that almost immediately. Why? Because I might think something in my mind, but it's not evident in the way I eat and the way I exercise and the way I behave myself, is it? If someone has a belief, but it's not exercised, it's not a belief. You read Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, so-and-so did such-and-such. No one ever by faith sat down and did nothing. I've used this example before. Fire! Nobody believed it. Nobody did anything, right? Now, if out of 
out of nowhere, I pulled out my gun and said, everybody get down, you might think something different, right? <laughs> Belief has an impact on lives. Some, it doesn't translate in someone's life. They don't believe anything. But one that doeth good, one that practices good according to godly standards, he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth, that, that what, you, what you know and believe has impacted your life by the grace and power of God. That which is good, pleasant, agreeable, joyful, excellent, distinguished, honorable, upright, beneficial. They that are of God, according to the new birth, they, God has born them again. We have our origin with God. We will do good. The Lord Jesus Christ says, if someone does not take up their cross and follow me, they're not worthy of me, he said. Someone whose flesh or their items, that rich young ruler in the book of Luke, Oh, yeah, you kept all these laws. Well, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and he went away sad. So, some, this life, if this life is too precious to hold on to, to follow the Lord, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. No, but that which is good and agreeable, as that one that turned around and thanked the Lord for the healing. Follow, imitate, mimic. First and foremost, Jesus Christ. First and foremost. If you were to see, and, and in that, in that, if you were to see in 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1, the elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. He saw the transfiguration. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples or examples to the flock. Examples to what? Again, I am to point you to the Lord Jesus Christ while walking after the Lord Jesus Christ, and together we are to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And sample, an example. When he says, Beloved, follow not, which, not that which is evil, speaking of diatrophies in the immediate letter, but that which is good, he's speaking of himself because he called him my son in the faith. He called Gaius my son in the faith. So Gaius, as I teach you of Christ, Learn, learn from me. Learn from those guys that stayed with you. Here's Demetrius. He has a good report. Verse 12, learn of him. Mimic him after a godly sort. Listen to how Paul uses the same word follow. In Philippians, if you would please, Philippians chapter 3. And Paul, if you, re if you recall the study through Philippians, he was calling himself not a self-righteous man. He, he sees himself in need of continued uh, purification and we're going to see that right here philippians chapter 3 verse 17 brethren be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example mimic us follow us in acts chapter 2 we read that they continued in the apostles doctrine well that not just in what they believed, but by how they behaved 
For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Okay, so now having a little bit of wisdom and discernment. Would you, would you agree that in verse 17 you had those which were good and were of God? In verse number 18 there were those that were evil and had not seen or perceived God? That's right. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mine earthly things? Oh boy, that's easy when you say it like that. But not every person who minds earthly things and in their God is their belly, do they just come out and say it? That's where wisdom and discernment come in. For our conversation, our citizenship, and our way of life is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body. Did he just call himself self-righteous right there? He called himself a wicked, vile sinner. He shall change our vile body, my vile body, that I may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able to even to subdue all things unto himself. Paul says, hey, look, I look forward to being glorified like unto, in the resurrection. I can't wait to be like unto his glorious body. I'm in my vile body now. He, is, he will ultimately and completely subdue all things. May God help us that he would subdue us now, he's saying. Follow me as I desire to be subdued, that you would also be subdued unto his, unto his working and for his glory. He's saying, don't follow those that have no desire to be subdued, for they have not seen God. They have not perceived God. They just want to work in, walk in, in a vain religion, in a vain theology, or have works of self-righteousness. No, no follow after us, he says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, same idea. Be ye followers of me, mimic me, even as I also am a follower or mimicker of Christ. That's right. How plain. And now, and now, we have our text. Beloved, fall not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. He said, don't follow diatrophies. Don't follow ungodly men. Don't follow world people. Gaius, it'd be all right if people followed after you because you're walking in truth. Yeah, Gaius, I know you're a sinner. So am I. But sin bothers you. Thank God. You instruct people and you receive people who broadcast truth and you are a fellow helper to the truth and you encourage others to trust the Lord and do what he says. Gaius, it would be well if others followed after you as you followed after the Lord Jesus Christ. Gaius might have received this letter and said, John, my dad in the faith, you've been such a help to me. Oh, the, by the power of God, as you follow after the Lord Jesus Christ, John, I would follow after you following after the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, picture this, hand, this letter going that has just gone from the hand of Demetrius. 
To Gaius, read verse 12, Demetrius hath a good report of all men. Good, pleasant, agreeable, and, uh, and of the truth itself, yea, and we also bear record, and ye know that our record is true. Demetrius is solid. So you're just now meeting him, Gaius, but John speaking, I want you to know that if you were to follow after that which is good, if you were to follow after Demetrius, he would lead you to follow after the Lord Jesus Christ. Mimic him, follow him, imitate him, following or imitating or imitating the Lord. I think it's amazing that the power of God is so strong. Look in 1 John chapter 5. The power of God is so strong that wicked, vile, judgment-deserving sinners by the power of God and salvation can give fit example for others to follow according to walking after the Lord. Look at this. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. What an unnatural thing for a human being to do. And His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Those that are believers follow after the law of God, keeping his commandments, loving God, loving neighbor. We should be able one to another. To be able to follow one another and point one another unto that which is good, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it should be painfully obvious when someone is walking in evil that we should not follow them, mimic them, imitate them. If someone is walking after evil and has not seen or experienced or perceived God, it ought to be painfully obvious. In fact, it'll be painful on both ends. It'll be painful on both ends. Turn of God, don't follow that which is evil. Everybody says, we just read 1 John chapter 4, try, try the spirits. Everybody says that they've seen God, they're not all telling the truth. Everybody says that they perceive God or have experienced God, they're not all telling the truth. If they are doing evil, if they are continuing evil and sin without repentance, do not follow them, do not mimic them, do not hang out with them. You know, sin can rub off on people, you know that? Are you guilty by association kind of stuff? There was a guy when I was in, in school that he was just riding around with this other guy. Well, the guy ran in a gas station and, and, and robbed him at gunpoint and jumps in the car. Well, guess what? The driver, he's now just as guilty as the guy that committed armed robbery. Yep. Don't be the driver to those that do evil. Don't accommodate. Don't, don't pretend that it's good. In fact, when we tell people to repent, we're telling them, no, that's not good. But by not telling them, we're consenting with them. And what did we read in 2 John? Verse 11, he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. Well, you don't want to be a partaker 
with one that hath not seen God, do you? Child of God, do, don't, do not follow that which is evil. Do not mimic them. Do not console them. Do not say, well, it's okay. God understands your, your issues. Follow that which is good. If we were to follow or imitate or mimic that which is good, what would we do? John the Baptist said, repent. Jesus Christ said, repent. Peter said, repent. Paul said, repent. Tell those that are wicked to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what that which is good would do. Exercise wisdom and discernment. I've known people that, that as long as the, quote, world is faceless and nameless, oh, yes, they're, they're just so lost and they're so wicked, but you start putting names and faces on these people, well, they're saved, they're just confused. Child of God, exercise wisdom and discernment. <clears throat> Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Sinner, you're evil. Again, we read in Revelation chapter 20, you're evil. There is not one good thing you have ever done or will ever do. Not one thing. You can't breathe right. Everything you do, everything you do is evil. You're just mimicking that old serpent. Ephesians chapter 2. And it says, speaking to believers, but look at what he says about the condition of unbelievers. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So you're dead in trespasses and sins. Where in a time past you walked according to the course of this world, who walked in evil. According to the prince of the power of the air. How? You followed after Satan. Satanic. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You are disobedient against God in everything you do. Among whom also we, ha we all had our conversation in time past, our way of life in time past. In the lust of our flesh. You're living in the lust of your flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh. That's you. And of the mind. The desires of the mind. That's you. And by nature, a child of wrath. You're following a satanic mold. You're mimicking a satanic mold. And if you were to read in Revelation chapter 20, he's going to be cast alive into the lake of fire. That is your end. Got some good news for you. That's some real good news for you. It's right there in the verse. He that doeth good is of God. God does save his people from their sins. He grants the new birth. He gives life and origin to a spiritual condition. He makes that which was dead now alive and alive unto good works. But one cannot, cannot continue in evil and be born of God at the same time. What's the word? Repent. I know you can't save yourself, but one cannot be saved without repentance. Do you see your need for it? 
Do you see the route you're on, the way you're going, and the end of those things? Is there any trouble in you? He that doeth evil hath not seen, experienced, or perceived God. What a terrible day to have a first perception of God at his white throne. What a terrible day. Sinner, I would encourage you to repent, turn from your evil way. And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ according to his gospel. The Son of God, born of a woman, lived a perfect life. Was crucified at the hands of men, but judged by God. In substitution, in the place of his people. Then was buried for three days, rose again victorious, and he's coming back soon. Repent. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And be saved. Again, child of God, wisdom and discernment. I encourage you to, I encourage you, I encourage you to use wisdom and discernment.